So that's how I get paid. No matter who you go buy an insurance policy from, car, home, life, fire, whatever, somebody gets paid a commission. The reason you want to do it with me and not the guy down the street that sells life insurance is because they don't understand the concept and how to use this as a wealth building tool. And if they did understand it, why haven't they already told you about it? So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I have Brent Kessler here with me today. He was a chiropractor and chiropractic coach for over 14 years in what seems like a previous life at this point. Uh, he developed a system and implemented it called the Money Multiplier Method and was able to pay off almost a million dollars in third-party debt in 39 months. He became so passionate about this powerful concept that he began to share it with others. And when his previous mentor told him that he had successfully referred over 40 new clients into the system, he took his mentor's advice and started the journey to become a licensed producer. Brent's main goal in uh, making this move was simply to help more people understand how to manage and grow their wealth. He is also the author of Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery, uh, with all that said, welcome to the show, Brent. Thanks, Cody. Great to be here, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, so I was kind of excited talking with you a little bit before, man. I got a fellow Floridian down here, so uh, you know we got a band together as Florida men. So <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> you know the the news making capital, at least the clickbait news making capital of the world. But um, well, hey, Brent, tell me this. So let's hop right in, man. So you were a chiropractor. You were also teaching chiropractic um, uh, coach. And yeah. shifted right into something totally new, man. What happened that gave you that break? What, what yeah, was exactly. Defining... So, I, yep. So, as you said, I was a chiropractor and um, I owned some clinics in the Kansas City area. I owned five clinics in the Kansas City area. And um, I actually, the last clinic I sold was in 2017. However, I have not practiced inside the office since uh, 2008 because I had associate docs. And um, actually, as a chiropractor, early on, I kind of found myself in a lot of debt. You know, I had my house mortgage. I had my student loans from chiropractic school. Um, I also had a house that was on the lake in the Lake of the Ozarks between St. Louis and Kansas City. That's where I'm coming from you today. And um, obviously, if I have a house on the lake, I have to have a boat and a wave runner, right? I mean, you can't have a house on the lake without a boat and a wave runner. Um, so anyway, I found myself in all of this debt. And um, so anyway, I was at a chiropractic conference one time and um, I heard a guy speak on this concept called the infinite banking concept. It's, um, it, it was, there was a book 
And so, okay, so the book here is a book called Becoming Your Own Banker by a guy named R. Nelson Nash. And so he was teaching this concept. This speaker was up there. I was at a chiropractic convention. And I mean, he was talking to you about how to build, keep and create your wealth. And I was like fascinated by what was going on and what was being said to me from the stage. And I was getting all this information, but I thought it that, man, it sounded really, really good. And it just seemed too good to be true. There had to be a catch. There's no way that it worked this way, right? So I heard all that information. And remember, I was at a chiropractic conference. And after I heard it, I left that conference. I went back to my normal life. And I was practicing chiropractic and I didn't do anything with the information that I heard. So about a couple years later, almost two years later, and again, okay, so this was back in 2006 is when I was at this conference and I heard this information. So anyway, I didn't do anything with it. And then about two years later, I go back to another chiropractic conference and about 10 or 12 of my colleagues that were at the previous conference are now at this conference with me. And they're just going on and on about this banking concept because see the difference between them and me is they heard the information when I did, but they implemented it. They took action and I didn't because I thought it was too good to be true. So here I am now a couple of years later and 10 or 12 of these guys are, and gals are coming up to me and they're saying, Brent, isn't this banking concept the most powerful thing ever to build wealth, to keep money in your family, to recycle, recapture dollars, all without working harder, changing your cash flow, taking any additional risk or losing control simply by adding one step in your financial life. And I thought to myself, there has to be something to this, right? There's no way that 10 or 12 of my colleagues are lying to me, maybe one or two, but not 10 or 12. So I went home and I told my wife, I said, honey, I said, we have to start implementing this concept in our life. And it was February of 2008. And I was $984,711 in debt. I know it to the dollar because I had to do the numbers and figure it up. And again, so how was I in the debt? I had my house that I lived in, my chiropractic clinic. Um, I also had my student loans. And so before, like I said, I had a house on the lake of the Ozarks, boat and wave runners, also an airplane pilot. So as a pilot, I had to have my own airplane, right? Um, so it didn't take me a lot to become almost a million dollars in debt. Well, I started to implement this concept in my life and I was able to pay that debt off in 39 months, three years, three months. I never had to work harder, change cash flow, take any additional risk or lose control. All I did is I added one step to my financial life. And at this time, I was also coaching other chiropractors, not on the technique side of, of the chiropractic, just the sales and the marketing aspect of the business, right? Well, if I'm coaching all of these chiros on the sales and marketing of the business, I've got to talk to them about the money and the wealth and what I'm doing, right? So I start telling other people about this banking concept. And then I go over, I, it was a couple years later, I'm going to say 2011 or something. I go over to the guy's office that I started my first banking policy with. And I was asking him some questions about my policy. 
And he walked downstairs and he says, Brent, I was looking through my records and I've seen you referred me 41 new clients. And I kind of laughed and I said, well, Ray, you've never paid me a dime for any of those, right? And anyway, so he was all serious. He says, no, man, look, he says that you're doing this very, very well. You're implementing this concept in your life very well. And he said that you should start doing this yourself. I said, really? I said, I can do that. I said, well, how do I do it? He says, go out and get your license and I'll train and mentor and coach you. So I did that in March of 2012. I went out and got my producer's license and I've been teaching it now since then. So almost 10 years now, I've been teaching this concept to others. So all I'm doing, Cody, is I just took the same things that I did in my financial life and now I'm just teaching it to others. And I became so passionate about it that I decided, I told my wife, I said, honey, I said, God put me on this earth, I believe, to serve as many of his children as possible by going through and teaching this method. And so again, that's what I've been doing now since March of 2012. I'm just doing, I'm teaching exactly what I implement in my own life, this concept called becoming your own banker. So that's exactly what I do. And as we sit here today, I have over 3,700 clients in every state of the country. Um, I do everything now by word of mouth referral. I don't do any marketing. I don't do any advertising. And I just teach people how to build wealth, keep wealth through their own debts and expenses that they already have. And it's all based on this book here called Becoming Your Own Banker. And then I wrote a book. It came out about a year and a half, close to two years ago now. I wrote a book here called Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery. And just before the end of the call, I'll give you the website or how people can just email me or text me and I'll send them the ebook if they're interested. I'll just send the ebook to them. But anyway, I wrote this book with a guy named Chris Noggle. Now, Chris Noggle, a lot of you guys may have heard that name, especially if, if, if you're in the real estate world. Chris has had a couple shows. Um, he's had a couple shows on HGTV, one on House Hunters, another one called um, the show was called Risky uh, Builders. And um, so Chris is very active in the real estate world. He was a financial advisor, um, just so so for New York life, um, he was also a stockbroker. So he's very active in the world of real estate. And Chris has been my client now for about seven or eight years. And um, Chris had never heard about this concept. And he, he said, look, man, I know all about this process that you're talking about. He says, I've been a financial advisor for, what, I think, 14 or 16 years it was. And he told me, he says, he says, I've never been explained how this process works the way that you explained it. And because it is an outside of the box concept, it's not what we're taught about money and wealth. And as we were talking earlier, um, right, so, right, so before you hit the record button, the one thing that people don't do, the one thing that our families don't do is we don't talk about money with our families. It doesn't matter how good we do 
or how bad we do. That is a sour subject. We just don't get around the kitchen table or at Christmas time, Thanksgiving, Easter time, when we all get with our families and talk about money. We have to start doing that. We have to start teaching our kids, our right, so our children, our grandchildren, future generations about how money really works. Because a lot of what we've been taught about money may not actually be the truth. And I'm telling you, it's not the truth because I was a big Dave Ramsey follower. We talked a little bit about Dave Ramsey before he we went live here. I used to watch, I could have every book or CD or audio that Dave Ramsey has. I used to record Susie Orman um, every Saturday night because I was afraid if I was out, I was going to miss Susie Orman. But then I figured they were all lying to me. Now, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that there's a lot more to it than what they're putting out. So well, that's the, what they I have, do now, they, Cody. They, is have, I teach they, people they how have to a build purpose. Wealth. You know, they have a purpose. It's just not wealth building. That's right. Right. It's, that's it's right. Not As a matter, building. and so that's one of the things. Like, you know, I, I I like to tell people that I would like to put Dave Ramsey's get out of debt business out of business because uh, one of the things you just talked about is absolutely key to this, right? Being a money talker. That's yeah. where the name of the show came from. Right. Yeah. We have to take that taboo down because we have to learn from both. If we can learn from our own mistakes and others mistakes, we can now multiply the knowledge part of it. But it's not about learning about from just from the mistakes. I know I, I'm familiar with the infinite banking concept. And so yeah. I know how powerful it is. But I also want to just kind of interject real quick is that, you know, there is a time for Dave Ramsey. And it's, you know, when I need to get out of jail time. Right. <laughs> You know, that's the it's the desperation and I need to really look in the mirror time and there's time to talk about strategies to build wealth. And that's I want to kind of clarify this is a is, is you did do it to get out of debt, but it's also a wealth building strategy. That's right. And that's where this comes in, because I think a lot of people who will be listening to this uh, are in that side of the bucket at this point, because yeah. you don't think about wealth building when you're in desperation. Right. Exactly right. Right. And so, and again, right. So like not knocking Dave Ramsey at all, because Dave Ramsey will take you from below zero. He'll take you from your debt and he'll get you back to zero. But then what after that? Right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you go Google or YouTube, my name and or, 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 or the company called the money multiplier. So me mm -hmm. and Chris, we did a rebuttal, not really a rebuttal, but like Dave Ramsey, he came out and was talking about the infinite banking concept and he didn't have a lot of good stuff to say. And that's fine. Totally fine. I get it. But again, the thing is, is that we got to be talking about the truth. So what we did is we took his interview and we took about an hour and 20 minutes and we went through his interview and we would stop and we would pause. And when Dave said something, we would say, okay, Dave, yes, but you got to look at this, this, and that this, this, and that. And that was, and, and I mean, that is one of our most watched YouTubes that we have out there. I mean, it's, I don't know how many hits it has. And we just did it like six months ago. I think it was an eight, about six months ago that we actually did that. But, but no, I, I mean, hey man, I'm all with you. You know, Dave Ramsey, he shows you how to get out of debt, but you got to remember what Dave Ramsey is. Dave Ramsey is an entertainer. Dave Ramsey is never going to come to you, Cody, or anybody else on your call and sit with you at your kitchen table and talk to you about your personal finances, right? I mean, he's talking to the masses of people. 
and he's got he and again he's got a good message it's just that when we get to a certain point we're like okay now what what's next you know well it's and, one of the things when i say when i say this is like you can't you can't cut expenses to wealth right right like just because you you know you, you you know i think that's where a lot of people get tripped up it's almost like the diet concept right where it's like you know completely cut out all sugar hit keto that's all you got to do and then the second you break that thing you know you're all you're doing is taking everything away right instead of saying hey look this is actually a much larger picture of yeah here's what you need to eat. Here's what you need to sleep. Here's where your stress level needs to be. It's, you know what I mean? There's a lot of pieces that go into it because if you all, all you're thinking in your head is I can't have my coffee every day because I don't know why, but coffee is just like the anti, you know, that's the one that seems to get everybody is like, you can't have a $3 coffee every day. You got to cut that out. It's like, no, if you decide that $3 coffee is super important to you, then find something else to make it not important. That's right. Absolutely. So here you are, you start going this, you start pulling people in and you are now, you know, you're, you're building clients and doing those things. So obviously you've got a wealth of experience in this now. And so to somebody who's listening, explain it from a thousand foot level. Sure. Why it is important to be able to consider the, um, the infinite banking concept. Like, what does it mean to you? Yeah, well, basically what the, the concept it teaches you, it, it, okay, the concept it basically teaches you how to recapture and recycle all of the money that you're spending, right? So not only do you buy the product or service, but now you have a method, a concept, a system to get the money back. So like I have a full presentation it's an hour and a half long it's recorded and i'll share it with you guys um you know right so all you do is go to the website themoneymultiplier.com click under resources presentation it's a full hour and a half presentation of how the concept works but to give you the high level view the thing that we're doing is all right through this concept we're going to do it through buying a whole life insurance policy in a mutual company that pays dividends. Now, I know I just lost 35% of the listeners when I said that, because here's what they thought. They said, oh, this is about whole life insurance. Well, no, it's not about whole life insurance. It's just the vehicle that we can use. As a matter of fact, it has to be a specifically designed specially engineered whole life policy in a mutual company that pays dividends. So it's not a whole life policy that somebody, okay, just can go out and buy from their brother-in-law that sells life insurance. Because we all have a brother-in-law <laughs> that sells life insurance, right? No, it's a specifically designed, specially engineered policy. Now, I know people are thinking, well, life insurance, I know everything there is to know about life insurance. And there's no way that you're going to use life insurance to build wealth. Well, let me just tell you, if you think that, you don't know everything that there is to know, because this concept has been around for over 200 years. It's not on trial. It's not being tested, right? The Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Morgans, the Stanleys, the Barclays. This is how they built and create their wealth. This is how Walt Disney started Walt Disneyland. Go look it up and see how did Walt Disney get the funding to start Disneyland. See, these policies have high immediate 
cash value, not years down the road, immediate. My definition of immediately is within 30 days. It's how Ray Kroc funded McDonald's. It's how Pampered Chef got started before Warren Buffett bought Pampered Chef. President Joe Biden, go look up an article. It's, I think it's June or July of 2014. Joe Biden says, I have no stocks, bonds, or savings accounts. I store and keep my wealth inside at the time he had six whole life insurance policies in a mutual company that I write business with. Now, who knows how many he has now? That was that was a 2014 article, so over, over seven years ago, right? So the concept, it's talked about in the book. There's a guy named Robert Kiyosaki. A lot of you listeners are into real estate. He wrote a book, right? The, the, the thing about Robert Kiyosaki, he's famous for a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Well, he also wrote a book called Second Chance. And in that book, Second Chance, the concept that I teach, Cody, is exactly what Robert Kiyosaki talks about in that book, turning liabilities into assets. Also, there's a guy named Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins wrote a book called Money, Master the Game. Chapter 5.4 of Tony Robbins' book is exactly what I talk about it. Now, uh, well, it's exactly what I teach. Now, okay, so like a lot of your listeners have read those two books, but when they read it, they read right by it. They didn't know what in the hell it meant when they saw it. They read it, but like, okay, let me just continue on. Because if you really knew and understood what they were talking about, you would have dove into this a little bit more. And that's all that I'm doing. I'm just teaching this 200-year-old concept that nobody is out there teaching us. Because see, most people are saying what to do with your money. Take your money, put it in a 401k, an IRA, a qualified plan, go out and get a good job, work for 30 or 40 years, and then the government will take care of you. Well, that's a bunch of crap. I mean, how's that working out for most people? How many people do you know at that are now at retirement age that are totally happy, ecstatic, elated, joyful, and excited about how their retirement plan has performed from them? You know, I talk to people every day that are taking a bloodbath in those vehicles. So this concept, right, this method isn't new. It's been around for over 200 years. We just have to implement it the same way that the wealthy do. And that's exactly what I do is I teach you how to implement this 200-year-old concept without taking any risk, changing your cash flow, or or ever losing control of your money by adding just one simple step in your financial life. And I never charge a fee to do that. No, I never charge a fee. So, and then people are thinking, well, Brent, well, how do you get paid if you don't charge to do that? If, right? If you're not charging to teach that. Well, I get paid when you start this high cash value policy in this mutual company that pays dividends because I am a licensed producer in every state of the country. I have clients in every state of the country. So the way that I get paid is I get paid, Cody, the same way your car insurance or your homeowner's insurance guy gets paid. So if you go to John Smith, the Allstate man to buy car insurance, the check that you write is not to John Smith. You write that check to Allstate, and Allstate pays John Smith a commission. So that's how I get paid. No matter who you go buy an insurance policy from, car, home, life, 
fire, whatever, somebody gets paid a commission. The reason you want to do it with me and not the guy down the street that sells life insurance is because they don't understand the concept and how to use this as a wealth building tool. And if they did understand it, why haven't they already told you about it? So let me ask you this. So um, there's a word in there that's highly um, important in this conversation, and that's a mutual. Yeah. Right? So um, explain to people what the difference is between buying a standard, uh, you know, term life insurance, which if people are listening, you know, generally a term life insurance is a specific amount of time. And then there's a whole life. Hmm. Right. Which is, I don't really want to go through the difference of those two, but obviously it's your whole life (laughs) and you're building up towards something. You got to continue with it has a value to it in cash, but explain the difference between a whole life insurance policy and a whole life from a mutual uh, insurance policy. Got it. Well, okay. Yep. And, and, and yes, I will do that. And and if, and if there's something I miss, ask me again, but I'm going to, all right. Yeah. So the thing is, I'm going to go through this now, a term insurance policy, like you said, Cody, is only for a specific term. Usually when you buy a term policy, you're buying it for 10 years, 20 years, 25, and maybe 30 years. It has no cash value at all. Zero cash value. It only has a death benefit. And, and okay, the only way that policy ever pays out is if you die within that term. So now, can I, of so, all so, the term so policies- can I, can I get rich with a term policy? Never, <laughs> never. Zero cash value. What you're doing is really you're renting insurance, right? Yeah. Well, you're, a term you're renting, policy, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hedge against if you were there to produce income for your family, right? That's it's not right. a bad you're thing. Abs- term, term policies absolutely have their place. They're very inexpensive. I highly suggest people to get those as well. But the whole life insurance is, is a totally different vehicle. Um, you know, and that's one of the things I just want to yeah. kind of make a joke no, about that. No. Like, People are like, hey, can I get rich with a term life? And like, no, nah, you probably can't. Right. A term has no <laughs> cash value. And, yeah. and, and out of all the term policies in existence, less than 2% ever actually pay out. Because if the insurance company thought you were going to die, pass, graduate, I don't care which word you want to use. I like to use the word graduate instead of die. But if the insurance company thought that you were going to die within that term, they would never sell you the policy, right? So if you, okay, so the only way to win with term insurance is if you die early. Now it is a way to beat the insurance company. It's just not a very exciting way to do it. So, um, yeah. So, okay. So like the thing that I'm talking about is a whole life policy. It's not an index. It's not a universal. It's not a variable. This is a whole life policy in a mutual company that pays dividends. All right. So the whole reason that we're getting this policy, yes, it has a death benefit associated with it, but that's kind of like the bingo, the bonanza, the icing, the cherry on the icing. The reason that we're structuring this policy is for the cash value. The policy gets better with time. Every day is better than the day before. Today is better than yesterday. Tomorrow is better than today. That's not me telling you that it gets better. It is in your policy contract. So before you ever accept, sign, and pay for that whole life policy, you want to look at those numbers to see exactly what the contract states. It gets better with time. The cash value increases, the loan availability increases, and the death benefit goes up. Now, let's talk about a mutual company. The reason you want to do it in a mutual company and not a stock company 
is because in the stock company, okay, the, the stockholders are the ones that are making the profits and the dividends off of that policy, just like a bank, right? Like when you put money into a bank, right? And if you're earning money for a CD or a money market, who's making all the money? It's the people at the bank, right? Not you. They're paying you a little bit, but they're making all the money. Well, in a mutual company, there are no stockholders. You see, in a mutual company, you are part owner. You own that policy contract. So when that insurance company has profits, which they have a guaranteed growth rate inside of the policy that's tax-free. That's assuming that the insurance company never pays a dividend. They have an automatic built-in guaranteed tax-free growth rate. But then on top of that are dividends. Now, I can't guarantee you the insurance company will pay a dividend this year, next year, 10 years from now. But every single company I write business with, Cody, has been paying dividends for over 120 consecutive years without fail. So is there a pretty good chance they're still going to do it? Yes. But even if they don't, you have that guaranteed component. And, and, and again, I go over that in my full presentation on my website, themoneymultiplier.com. But um, so, okay, so like in a mutual company, you are the owner of the policy. So you're the ones that are making the profits and the dividends, not the stockholders and the uh, shareholders of the stock company. So you are making that. And, and, and then also every year, once the dividend is declared, it can never be retracted. So once a year, the insurance company will say, okay, this is how we did, all right, for, as, a, as, as, as a company for the year. And what they do is they take that profit and they say, let's say they make a dollar, okay, a dollar profit. They'll take that profit and they'll say, okay, what we're going to do is take 97 and a half cents, 97 cents of that dollar and we're going to distribute that in the form of a dividend. The reason they're not going to distribute the whole dollar is because now we got the next year coming up and there may be some more mortality, more deaths. There may be some unexpected expenses. Cost goes up. Inflation goes up. Right now we're seeing inflation go through the roof, right? So again, what they'll do is they'll hold back part of that. And then next year they'll take their profits and, they'll, and, and then they will declare their dividend. But I think what's most important about this, Cody, is that nobody, nobody in your state, my state, any state in the country, nobody has ever lost money in a whole life policy in a mutual company that pays dividends. It's never happened. Go look it up and try to find it. You won't find that. Now, there's a couple of people on the line that are probably thinking, well, I bought a policy um, and I put money into a whole life policy and then I canceled it two years later and I didn't get back every dollar that I got back. Well, that's not the insurance company doing that to you. That is you doing that to you. See, the insurance company has been abiding by their contract. They have contractual laws. Again, insurance companies are not federally regulated. They're state regulated. So if it's, all right, all right. So like if it's you that kills the policy, it's not the company. So the only risk factor when you put your money into the policy is you and how you actually use the policy. Because the insurance company in the history of this has never let the client down ever. So 
once you have your policy, let's go through how the infinite banking system works real quick. Yeah. Okay. Because once you have your policy, um, you know, I think we've, uh, I, I think the, the establishment of two, uh, you know, hundred to 200 years of the, in these companies, you know, is a pretty, pretty huge factor in predicting the future. And uh, one quick caveat question I have for you is the mutuals are not allowed to invest in anything other than life insurance, right? Or they're not. Um, so like if there's a hurricane, they're not coming down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure I understand your question, but I'm going to answer it this way. And if I didn't answer it, ask me again. But okay, so in a mutual company, all right, the thing is when people pay their premiums into the policy, all right, so here is what the majority of these insurance companies do. They take about 80% of that money that comes into them and they put it into investment grade bonds. Mm -hmm. They take another 7% and they put it in home and commercial mortgages. Another 7% will go to policy loans to their policyholders. And the last 7%, they have to keep but um, in a very low interest earning account, almost like cash, because yeah. when death occurs, they have to pay that death benefit out in a timely manner. Yeah. So what I was kind of getting at was that they don't do car insurance and, uh, no. uh, you know, homeowners insurance and wind insurance and all that stuff. That's because right. It, because the you can there's a actuary tables. I don't want to get too far in the weeds on the on the business side of the of the stuff, but there's actuary tables of like death is very predictable. <laughs> even yeah. when we have pandemics, right? And if you've been around, if we've had companies that have been in business for 200 years, they've seen everything. And it's all, it's all, you know, pretty cut and dry, you know, it's not like we're going to get 19 hurricanes this year and wipe out the insurance company because they didn't have enough funds to know that we're going to have 19 hurricanes. We're, we're Florida guys, right? We right. always think hurricanes, right? So, right. Um, but so I just want to kind of make that point that they're, it's very predictable in their business. And so um, let's say somebody's, <clears throat> listening to this, they have $20,000 in debt. They've got a couple kids and one in junior high, one started freshman in high school. They've got $20,000 in their bank account. They've got, you know, 20,000, let's say 40, let's say $200,000 of debt, right? That's pretty, that's probably pretty reasonable considering house and car and that kind of stuff, right? How would somebody like that get into this? Because you mentioned yeah. people like Rothschilds, you mentioned people like, you know, JP Morgan Chase and those kinds of things. Well, clearly we're not all Rothschilds and JP Morgan chases, right? This doesn't yeah. work unless it works for the average guy. Uh, and the person like yourself that came in and says, Hey man, I'm a chiropractor, but you know, I got all this debt. So I'm just trying to service my payments. So I'm running, I keep running my debt up. My payments keep going up. So I have to keep making more money to keep up with them. Right. And this yeah. is kind of a, a way to cycle and break that and, and become the capture side of it that I understand you the capture side of not only, the interest you're, you're not only just collecting the payments you you know that you you have to earn enough to pay them back out but you're also collecting now the bank loan side of it with the infinite banking side right so can you kind of walk me through that kind of scenario of somebody like that yeah so anyway as i stated earlier right like i had nine hundred eighty four thousand dollars in debt i paid it off in three years and three months now i could have went faster and i could have went slower right so the amount that you put into the policy is totally up to you. And I'm so glad you brought that up, Cody, because it, because again, so right, the thing, and not everybody is a Rockefeller, Rothschild, Morgan Stanley, right? So the amount you put into the policy is totally up to you. I have clients that put in $200 a month 
And I have clients that put in $3 million a year. So you just got to pick a number in between there. You decide the amount of premium that you put into the policy. And again, it doesn't matter where you're at. I always say all the time, it doesn't matter if you make $10 an hour or $10,000 an hour. Everybody needs to break the bonds of financial slavery they don't even realize they're in and start taking control of their own wealth and their own money. So on the presentation that I show you guys, I actually have an example. It's a real life example of a guy that had $470,000 of third-party debt. That's what he owed. He owed credit cards, a car, a boat, a house, a condo. It was 470 grand, all right? Now, so on that debt, it was going to take him, Cody, 218 months to pay it off. But because he started the policy, now I'm not telling you to and do probably, anything And probably different. a million dollars in interest. What's that? I said, oh, and, yeah. And well, probably a million dollars in interest, if not more. A ton, because of yeah. the house and the condo alone, right? Yep. But again, okay, so, okay. So anyway, the guy started a policy. He just added one step in his financial life, and he says, hey, I'm going to pay myself first. And by paying yourself first, he says, I'm going to put my money into this high cash value whole life policy in a mutual company. So in, in uh, this example, he put in $25,000 a year, which is basically two grand a month. And again, all right, that was his number, not my number. So had he not did the policy, he, it was going to take him 218 months to pay it off. But because he decided to put $25,000 a year into the policy, or basically two grand a month, he now paid off that debt in not 218 months. He paid it off in 61 months, and he did it with a $160,000 outside injection. So he paid off $470,000 of third-party debt. He did it with a $160,000 outside injection. And instead of 218 months, it took him 61 months. And all he did, Cody, is add that one simple step in his financial life. Now, here's what, what a couple of you are thinking. You're thinking, well, that sounds good, Brent, but I can't put in $2,000 a month into the policy. I can only put in $1,000 a month and I'm that same guy and I have that same debt. Okay, no big deal. It just takes you twice as long, right? <laughs> right. So if you're putting in $1,000 instead of $2,000 a month, it'll just take you twice as long. If you put in twice as much, you'll pay it off in half the amount of time. So there's no right or wrong at how fast or how slow that you go with it. It's totally up to you. And I'll say one last thing before I throw it back to you, Cody. So, okay, so anyway, just out of my 3,700 plus clients in every state of the country, 91% of those that have been with me a year or longer have more than one policy, meaning they start a policy and they're like, wow, this is working really, really good. And they see how effective and efficient we work with them and they come back and do more. So the reason I bring that up is because if this concept that I'm talking to you about today wasn't working, there's no way that nine out of 10 people would be coming back to do more. Go out and go out to like either um, to social media, to Google, to YouTube, 
And I want you to Google my name, Google the money multiplier, put me in YouTube. You will see many, many case designs, many, many plan designs, testimonials, success stories. So don't take my word for it. Go look and see what other people are doing because all I'm doing is I'm teaching you this concept, the tools that the super wealth, that again, not just the wealthy, but the wealthy have been using it for over 200 years. And now the thing I do is I break it down into simple terms, basically third and fourth grade talk, you know, because that's about how elevated that my mind is third and fourth grade level. And I just break it down and I just make it very simple and easy to understand. But all the numbers before you ever sign, pay, and accept the policy, all of those numbers are laid out for you in your policy contract. So that was one of the things I was going to say when you were talking about it's going to take the guy twice as long. You're, you're assuming a linear path. Yeah. Right. And so and it's not that, that takes away the, path, the concept of compounding because if he can afford $1,000 a month right now and he's got four hundred and seventy thousand dollars of debt well as his debt comes down his affordability would go up so yeah. he could do the two thousand the next month or the next year he could do another two thousand the next year you know what i mean like it's a compound so it doesn't necessarily mean that because you're starting off with a smaller number uh that it's a mm -hmm. linear concept to to, to two to ten to a hundred months right like it, it's there's a compounding effect that you can do in there now I mean, you kind of covered that because you said 91% of your people come back a second round and, and pop in another con another uh, contract because once they've seen the results, the compound piece of relie relieving the debt allows you to put the steamroller down, right? To get the to get that ball going. And there's something in there, you know, we kind of bashed on Dave Ramsey this year, but at least the one thing I got when I went in there was that when I took control and I started to eliminate things, it became it became a better feeling than like any, it was a, it was like an endorphin hit, right? It was like, man, that debt's gone. Well, let me go. Now I want to double down. Like I didn't, I, it was never like, ah, eh, that one's gone. It was like, oh no, that one's gone. Well, now I'm going to go kill two of them, you know? Yeah. Well, no, great point. And, and, and okay. There's two things I want to mention to what you just said. So yes. So, all right. I'll give you my own example. When I started my first policy in February, 2008, I started that policy at 2000 a month. Now, remember, I was almost a million dollars in debt. And so when I went to my wife and I told her, I said, honey, we're going to start a policy for 2000 a month, meaning we're going to pay this money into an insurance policy being almost a million dollars in debt. Let me just tell you something about my wife. All right. My wife does not believe in divorce, but we came very close that day. <laughs> to going down to the attorney to talk about divorce because that conversation did not go well. All right. I was so, going to ask you earlier when you talked that you said you went home and you had, you, you like, you, you knew the number because you had to sit down and add it all up. I did. Did you know the number? Were, were you in, was, were you shocked or did you know the number before you did that? You know, I, I knew it was a lot. I didn't know it was that much, but my mind was closed-minded before that, and I didn't want to know. You were a payment buyer, let me guess. I, I didn't want right? to know, man. Yeah, but you were I, a payment buyer, right? Like yeah. it's always it was like, hey, can I afford 
500 bucks a month. Yeah, Absolutely. I could afford 500 bucks a month. And that's where most people are. Well, this is where we're in the trap with the banking system right now, right? Because Absolutely. we're doing eight-year, nine-year, 10-year loans on cars, right? We're doing 20-year loans on RVs, 20-year loans on boats, because we think in, in payment purchases, that's right. not debt purchases. And that's a, I was curious when you said that, you we were talking about that earlier, because being a guy in finance most of my life, like, you know, that was one of the things that was a massive learning lesson for me was like to actually sit down and put it on paper. I was like, oh man, like, yeah, I, this is like, I, it was, it was eye opening and shocking because here I was just trying to make sure that my payments got paid to them, but it didn't, it wasn't benefiting me. And when I started yeah. putting it on paper, it was almost like the old business adage, right? Like whatever you track improves. I always like to say, whatever you put light on shines. Right. And so at, at the first step of putting that down and then going, okay, because I think I, I want to make sure that our concepts aren't too big for the people listening to this right now, because I don't want to glaze over on, you know, mutual life insurance. It's, it's scary concepts for a lot of people. Right. But the thing of tracking and saying, okay, do you want control or do you not want control? Do you want to collect That's the it. interest being paid? Do you, would you rather be the banker or the borrower? It's a simple question. The banker's going to come out on top all of your time Always, all day long. 100% right? of the time. <laughs> Doesn't they Look, don't they, yeah, they they have been lending money since the dawn of, you know, people because it's a bad business. So Cody, so like go get in your car in Ocala, Florida, and I want you to drive down to the main intersection of town and there's four corners. And tell me what at least one building is that you see on at least one of those corners. Oh yeah. It's a bank. Now, are the banks on the bad property run down locations or are they the nicest buildings in town? What's and then, Howard Schultz figured that out, right? Stick a Starbucks next to one. <laughs> and then they're always going up, right? So yeah. have you ever been driving down your town? All of a sudden you see a building going up and you're like, oh, what's that going to be? A new specialty shop, a restaurant. And three weeks later, you drive by there and it's another bank. So banks are the number one purchasers of whole life insurance in the world. They own more in whole life insurance than all of their land and their buildings combined. Now, they're not buying term. They're not buying index. They're not buying universal. As a matter of fact, Cody, since 2000 and I think it's 2012 or 2013, banks have quadrupled the amount of life insurance that they purchased 400% more since 2012. Now, why are banks buying so much whole life insurance? Is it because they're stupid or they know something the rest of us don't know? They know something. So all we're going to do is mimic and imitate what the wealthy are doing. And if you don't believe me, that statement I just made, go out and Google something called BOLI, B-O-L-I. It stands for Bank Owned Life Insurance. And you will see the hundreds of pages that come up on how much whole life insurance conventional banks actually own. So all we're going to do, Cody, is not reinvent the wheel. We're just going to practice and do what the wealthy have been doing for over 200 years and get build wealth right along with them. So have you ever heard of a guy named Buffett? His name is Warren Buffett. Here's what Warren Buffett said. Now, I heard it in October of 2008. I don't know when he said it, but I think about this quote every day of my life. And this is how simple it is. This is how easy it is. And here's what Warren Buffett said. He said, if poor people would just start doing what rich people do, they wouldn't be poor anymore. <laughs> how much sense does that make, man? That's all we got to do. Not reinvent the wheel. Look and study and see what the wealthy are doing and yeah. implement those tools. 
Now, so before I get off topic, I want to go back because, okay, so the thing is, is, okay, so in my policy, I started my first policy in February of 2008. I started it with 2000 a month. Now, now the thing is, so did I just have 2000 extra dollars a month? No, man, I'm almost a million dollars of debt. I didn't have it, but I knew I had to do something different because if I kept doing the same thing, the result was not going to change. So I started my first policy at two grand a month. I'm trucking down the road and I'm like, man, this is working really good. So I started another one at 2000 a month. Then I did one for 4,000, then for 4,000. And, and so that was in February of 2008. Here I am 13 and a half years later. I have 19 policies. I'll have, okay, so by the end of the year, I'll have 21 I have 19 policies. I put just under a half a million dollars a year in my own policy. Now, the way I design your policy is exactly the way I design mine. I don't put any secret sauce on mine that I don't put on yours. So my 22-year-old daughter that's here at the lake with me this weekend, she has um, five policies, four or five policies at age 22. My daughter bought her own house in Daytona Beach, okay, with her policy. She just bought a conversion van. Have you ever seen those vans, kind of like what they drive for Amazon Prime? They're like those big box van. Well, this is this Dodge. It's Dodge Sprinter. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. It's right. So the thing she did, we went over to Tampa because they didn't have them over on the East Coast of Florida, and she bought this brand new van back in April. It was March or April that she bought it. Because actually, it costs almost as much to buy a used one as it did a new one. So we're like, let's just get a new one for an extra four grand more. So she bought this brand new box van. She took it up to Nashville, Tennessee, because she likes going to concerts, festivals. You know, she likes camping. So she took it to Nashville and had this guy convert it. Okay, so like $123,000 she has in this van. But. Say. It's stick. It's a quite a bit of sticker shock when you start yeah. looking at Sprinter vans, dude. It, it but blows my the mind. The thing but. is, Cody, she's going to get all the money back. She's going to recapture and recycle that money. So not only does she have the van, but she's going to get the money back. And I show you on my presentation that's recorded that I'm going to share with everyone. I show you exactly how to do that on a twenty. $5,000 car. Well, if I can do it on a $25,000 car, I can do it on a $120,000 car. So it doesn't matter what it is, what product or service is that you buy. Because I want you to think about this, Cody. So anytime that we spend money, right, when we have money for any product or service that we buy, it could be a house, a car, a boat, a bicycle, a cell phone, a tank of gas, a bag of groceries, a pack of chewing gum, right? The thing we do is when we buy those items, we take our money and we have to give it to someone else. And in exchange, they give us the product and service. And everybody is happy. Everybody walks away happy. They have the money, we get the product and service. But if you run the money through the policy first, not only are you going to give them the money, they give you the product or service that you just bought, but now you have a system, a method, and a concept to get every single dollar back. There's no money being leaked out to anyone else. That money stays completely in your family. And that is a game changer. The last thing I want to go is to the compounding effect that you mentioned. Now, this is huge. If you get nothing else 
from what I said up to this point, you got to get this. All the dollars, anytime we take dollars and we put them into the policy, it's with after-tax dollars, which is a great thing because that's what we want to do is pay tax on our money one time, one time only at the lowest rate possible. And we want to get that money into a tax-free environment where it's building and growing tax-free and the government's completely out of our hair. Anytime that you take a policy loan from your policy, it's not your money, Cody, that you're taking out. You're not taking your money out of the policy. No, no, no. You're simply putting your policy up for collateral and you're taking a loan from the general fund of the insurance company. So all the money that you put in the policy is continuing to compound and grow. There's no interruption whatsoever of compounding. All the money that you put in there is compounding and growing and you're using the cash value. There's no other product in this world that allows you to do this with these features and benefits. And if there is, I want to know what it is because I've been looking for 15 years. So your money is growing uninterrupted, uninterrupted. There's no interruption of the compounding effect. And when that happens, it is a total game changer in your financial world. Let me ask you something real quick, because when you borrow that money out, is that interest, where does that interest go on the loan that they pull back to you? Well, so does that go back to the general fund of the, of the mutual? Yeah. It, well, okay. yeah, because see, the thing you're doing is you're borrowing it from the general fund. Yeah. Now, okay. So on my presentation, I show you three calculators. And on those calculators, I prove to you that you can make money all day long. Um, okay. All day long, if you earn 4% and you pay 6%. And the reason I use those numbers is because the guaranteed tax-free growth rate in the policy is 4%. That's without dividends. And the highest interest rate the insurance company will charge you to take a loan is 6%. Although it's not 6, it's a lower number. I don't have any companies that charge it 5. But on my material that I show you, whenever I have, when you watch my presentation, I am very, very big on under-promising and over-delivering. So I want the numbers to be just in real life. I want it to be better than what I actually show you in my material. Because again, right, you guys are never mad at me if I underpromise and overdeliver. But if it was the opposite, you would be mad. So I proved to you how exactly that works. And you got to watch that to see it. But the answer to your question is, is when we borrow from the general fund of the insurance company, we owe back the loan interest. Now, remember... The policy loan never has to be paid back. Never, ever, ever. As a matter of fact, I don't even recommend you pay back your policy loan unless you have no use for the money. As long as you're using the money for the products, the services, the investments that you're doing anyway, continue to use it. So like the insurance company can never lose because you're guaranteed to die past graduate. It's not an if, it's a when. And, and on the policy, so the death benefit amount will always be higher than the cash value. It'll always be higher than the loan availability. So the insurance company can never use because at the time of your death, what happens is the insurance company, all right, the thing they do is they take that death benefit 
And that is going to get paid to your beneficiaries tax-free. And, um, and it's going to minus just any policy loan. So for example, just to give you the big picture, let's just say your death benefit is a million dollars. Let's say your cash value is 600,000. Now, hypothetically, we'll say you have no policy loans out on the policy and all of a sudden you die. Well, what happens is that million dollars will go to your beneficiary tax-free. But let's say you have now all $600,000 borrowed out of the policy. And now all of a sudden you die. Well, what happens is the death benefit is still a million dollars, but it's going to pay off the $600,000 loan, right? Because, because again, they had already given you that money while you're living. And now the additional 400,000 will go to your beneficiaries tax-free. And not only do they get that 400,000, they get all the assets that that $600,000 loan just paid off. And hopefully you bought some assets with that $600,000 loan. So anyways, is that clear? Did I answer yeah. your question? If not, ask again. No, no, you did. You did. I, um, I, uh, it's such a, it, it's, I, I find it to be, I, I find it fascinating because I'm a, I'm a finance guy. I'm a numbers guy. I love this stuff. Yeah. I worry that sometimes that we can get in the weeds and get people kind of nervous and, and trying to figure that out. But the thing is, is that there are the way the insurance industry is set up you mentioned it earlier. It's not a, it's not a dollar out of your pocket to learn, right? Because you're, you're in the business of educating people so that they will buy the products as well. But it's also like, it's not, I don't have to pay you $2,000 to explain this to me. You're going to want to explain it to me because one, a, you benefited from your, from yourself. And so you've been out there teaching people for years and years and years about doing it. But two, it, it, would you, whether you sell if you sell the policy you get paid it doesn't matter whether i do the banking or anything else so it's like this is how do i make this so beneficial to you that you can't say no right right and so that's what i love about that idea um brent uh you've mentioned it several times uh on, on the interview but like who should come find you and then where do they find you at yeah no great and um so anyway um yeah, call, text, or email me, right? I'm going to give you my cell number. I'm going to give you my email. So basically, my cell number is area code 785-248-9637. And again, people say, why do you give your cell number? Because uh, again, I'm here to serve you guys, right? What was that so number again? Call me, text me, and we'll set up a time to talk. What was that number that? again? 785-248? Area yeah, code 785-248-9637. And I'll give you my email. It's my first name, Brent, B-R-E-N-T, Brent at the at sign, the T-H-E, the word money, M-O-N-E-Y, multiplier, M-U-L-T-I-P-L-I-E-R.com. Brent at the money multiplier.com. That's my email. Now, either, okay, so either text me or email me. And I will send you the ebook on this book that I wrote, Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery. And just if you really want a hard copy, again, not that you need a hard copy, but if you really want a hard copy, all you do is pay for postage. It's like $2.80. But I wouldn't even worry about a hard copy. Get the ebook. And then if you want the hard copy, contact me. Now, if you go to my website, www.themoneymultiplier.com, and if you go to the top of the homepage where it says resources, click on presentation and you will see my full hour and a half 
plus presentation on this concept. It has my downloadable attachments. It has all the examples on there. And I go through this in great detail. And after you watch that presentation, if it doesn't get your blood boiling just a little bit and wanting to know a little bit more, then I would strongly suggest have someone check your pulse. <laughs> or, or what may be happening is you're saying, well, it looks good, but it looks too good to be true. Don't fall into that trap. That was me. It took me two years. It took me two years before I started because that's exactly what I thought. And then also, um, Cody, I'll just throw this out there. So Chris Noggle, the guy that, okay, the guy that wrote the book with me, he's very active out there on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff. I mean, you could go find him out there. Chris is on our team. Chris has been my client. He'll tell you, all right, so Chris Noggle will tell you that I taught him everything. But the reason I'm mainly bringing Chris up is because he has a ton of different material out there. And every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time, he does this thing called a Wealth Wednesday webinar, 1 p.m. Eastern time. And he goes into different strategies on this concept. And he goes into other strategies as well. And then also at 4.30 Eastern time, every Wednesday, he has a segment called Ask Me Anything. And this is where people can call in, text in, or they can email in, put their questions in the chat box. And he just, he spends about an hour just rapid fire answering questions. So maybe we'll have to have him here on the Money Talkers. following him, do so. What's yeah, that? I said, maybe we'll have to have him here on the Money Talkers. Absolutely. He would be I'd, love, I'd love to guest. get his real estate take to this. So we've kind of laid a really thick groundwork yeah. of like, okay, you need this, you can use it. Now let's see how to build wealth through real estate with it, because I believe that's what his forte is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, I'll tell you that probably about half or maybe a little more than half now of our clients, they, they are active real estate investors. Because the thing is, what you can do is you can buy your property and you get all the money back. And again, all right. So, all right. So anyway, Cody, the both of us were talking before we started the call about having short term rentals. I have Airbnbs. I have some like RBOs in Southwest Florida, up in Idaho. Um, I got a couple on the East Coast as well. It's not my primary deal, but I use the money for the, from the policy to go out and buy the investment. Because see, the policy is not the investment. A lot of people get confused. It's like, oh, do I put money in a policy or do I go buy a real estate deal? It's not an either or, it's an addition to. So this is the tool that we're using to make the investment. It doesn't matter what you like to invest in. It could be real estate, antique cars, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, um, right? It, it can be stocks, bonds. So this is the one step that you're going to do before you make that investment, right? Because the policy is not an investment. And the reason the policy is not an investment, even though a lot of people think it is, is because the policy can never decrease in value. You see, the definition of an investment is something that can increase and something that can decrease. And you, Cody, found that out firsthand in 2008 in the real estate market. So you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. It can go up and it can go down. The policy can never go down. It can only go up. It will never, ever go down. It gets better with time.
Yep, and I'd be uh, surprised if we don't have one of those soon, being that we've been in the longest bull market we've ever had in 13 years. And so people have short-term memories, but this is something to get into. So, Brent, I want to say thank you so much for coming on Money Talkers with me. We're going to hop on and do the uh, High Impact Series next. Um, but again, thank you so much for coming on, man. You're super passionate about this. I really appreciate you taking a subject very complex and just uh, you can tell you love it, man. So thank you for coming on. For, well, going on the I'll Monday tell you what, man, me. I'll try to bring some more energy next time. I'm kind of down under the weather today. So I'll try to fire <laughs> this on next time. That might thank be scary. Thank you so much, Cody. I appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, thank everyone, you. for being on. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker